the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Good morning and welcome into Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. Did you enjoy the World Cup? Is that not the greatest tournament on the planet? I know. I know the Super Bowl is lovely. I know. I know. I know the World Series is great and Stanley Cup finals. And when you go to a game of seven, it's all that and a bucket of chicken. But holy mackerel. Isn't it great to see a man who's five foot seven become the world's most popular man and do it with a charm and a style and a charisma that's all that? Good golly. You're proud of him. You're happy for him. The world loves Messi. Mbappé, eh, you're a good number two. Ronaldo, no one likes you. You're not a team player. But holy mackerel, that was a tournament. Seven months now. Seven months and counting until the World Cup's women's team takes the field. And I'll tell you what, that's a really good tournament as well. Am I stoked? Yes, I am. For the Men's World Cup coming to the United States in 2026, I will be at a match or two for sure. Uh, just to show my kids my love of soccer, American football, whatever you want to call it. NASDAQ year-to-date down 31%. S&P 500 down 19%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 9%. Ten-year Treasury sits at 3.4%. Just a skoosh. Under 3.5. And I'll tell you, that number seems to work. And yet, we're not having a great year. We're still playing with bottoms. But you know what? A lot of my friends have contacted me in the last year, and they're like, okay, should I buy now? I'm like, no. People aren't bleeding out of their eyes that they hate stocks. People aren't screaming and crying that they hate investing. People aren't. There, there's no article on Time Magazine. Ours is investing dead. There's no down day where it's so down that you like think, should I um, look above me when I go outside to see if like a stockbroker is jumping out the window and is land on me? There's There's been no panic. It really bothers me. There's been no panic. It's almost as if like we know the stock market will go back higher. Okay, we wanted it to go down 5%, but. We're okay with where we're at. There, there's just there's no commitment to this sucks. Tesla's down fifty seven percent for the year. Holy mackerel! I've never owned Tesla directly as an owner of the S and P five hundred. I've indirectly owned it. I believe is the right way of saying that. What's interesting is Bitcoin's down sixty three percent. Basically, both Bitcoin and Tesla are down twice as much as the NASDAQ. And the NASDAQ is down uh, two and a half times as much as the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Elon Musk asked the most amazing Twitter question last night. Should I be fired as the CEO of Twitter? 
And the response was yes. 57% voted yes, he should step down. What's he going to do now? He said, I will abide by the results of this poll. As bizarre as it sounds that a CEO would leave their professional fate to random people and to probably a couple of bots or two, there's reason to believe that Musk will actually abide by the results. He restored former President Trump's account after that choice won in a poll. He reinstated banned journalist accounts this weekend when users voted in favor of doing that. And now he's put on Twitter into the world. Should I resign? And if you're a, a Tesla shareholder who's down 57% for the year, you're like, yep. So it's been seven weeks since Elon Musk bought Twitter, $44 billion. The only constant has been chaos. I've never seen such a poop storm in my whole entire life, and I've seen poop storms. A lot going on. A lot of advertisers have left the platform. So if he thinks he's going to get anything close to what he put in back for selling the company or leaving, there's no successor. This is a poop storm. And yet I kind of want to watch it. Are you with me? 800-516-1220 to each calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Wall Street still missing that Christmas spirit. Christmas is approaching. Ho, 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 ho. And I'm not talking about the local high school. Yeah, no, we won't go there. Christmas is approaching. Santa has yet to be seen. He's not there. I don't believe Santa's alive. He's dead. It's the Grinch that has infiltrated Wall Street. We love the Grinch. It's been just cold-hearted. The Nasdaq's down 6.7%. The Dat Russell 2000 is down 6.5%. The S&P 500... No, no, the S&P mid-cap 400 is down 6.3%. The S&P 500 is down 5.6%. The Dow Jones National Average down 4.8% just in December. This is no Santa Claus rally. This is miserable. This is suffering. When's it going to go higher? When are people going to start seeing this margins? When are people going to start saying, you know what? I'm selling all my losers and I'm exhausted for 2022 and I'm looking at 2023. Interesting. It's been reported by Bloomberg that several several. Sovereign wealth funds, pension funds, and balanced funds could sell up to $100 billion of stocks in the last few weeks just to rebalance. Rebalancing portfolios is a good idea. It's what we've done at EP Wealth. We've taken a lot of risk out of portfolios. It's something I've asked you to do of look at your portfolio and consider selling any company that's just losing money. And buying something you really, really like that's earning money. It was not lost on me when Messi was doing his interviews at the World Cup yesterday after he won. That I would see him standing in front of a wall that said Visa and Coca-Cola and some sponsors I didn't know. Emirate Airlines, I kind of know. Never flown it, but I kind of know what it is. Flying Emirates. And there's some companies, you know. Where you're like, what is that? Is that a so? I don't even know what it is. But now is the time to sell your companies that are losing, hemorrhaging tons of money. 
that have super high valuations and by Coca-Cola and Visa. Companies that can sponsor halftime shows at the Super Bowl. Companies that can sponsor the NFL games, World Cup games. They're not doing it to say, we need customers. They're doing it to say, we are represented by winners. Strongly consider what I'm telling you. Magical Pharmaceuticals is soaring 210% after a positive phase three trial. One minute. Uh, drugs go through phase one, phase two, phase three. Phase one is like computer models. Phase two or just animal testing. Phase three, humans. So when you get through that phase three, you're like, what did they just cure? Tesla's up after Elon Musk suggested he would abide by a Twitter poll saying he should step down as Twitter CEO. Aerojet Rocketdyne Holdings is up 1.8% on the news that it's being acquired by L3. Last Monday, we got a lot of mergers. Today, we get a lot of mergers. Mergers Mondays is a good thing. The Who's in Whoville are worried that the Grinch is going to steal Christmas. And they're thumping the little girl who's waiting for Santa Claus to come down the chimney. There's no Christmas miracle this year. There's just the Grinch so far. How many days we got left in the year? 10? 11? 12? You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. Amber Heard said that she settled her defamation lawsuit with Johnny Depp. I care less about Amber Heard than I do about Meghan Markle. I find the media's fascination with these two people to be ridiculously silly and yet at the same time can we learn something when you get married when you have an ex-husband when you have an ex-wife try to be cool you once loved each other try not to smear each other to the point of i win in front of my friends because my husband cheated on me and my wife didn't live up to obligations whatever Stop it. Just move on. I say that for 25 years. I, I tell my kids that, hey, if you and a friend don't work out, it's okay. There's more fish in the sea. So Virginia jury in June found both Heard and Depp liable for defaming each other. It has now been put down that she's going to pay him just a million dollars and move on. And we probably won't get the the real unheard story. And that's okay by me. Every single time I see someone like a politician who may show their genitals or a politician who may say the word white supremacist or whatever, I go, kids, learn from this. Don't put that stuff out there. If you have the thought in your head, just keep it there. We don't We don't need to see a tweet on it. In any way, shape, or form. What we do need to see is Avatar. How did the movie do? I'm going to do a quick little bit on it. The numbers are a little disappointing in the United States, but the numbers are way, way incurred in China. And this is a business lesson that I want you to pay attention to on why you cannot ignore China. 
James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of the Water. I have a tough time saying that because it sounds silly. It fell short of expectations in the United States. Snared $134 million domestically. A lot of Americans went to see it. I'm stoked. Those are pre-pandemic kind of numbers. We wanted $175 million. Why? Because the IMAX format is really, really pricey. A ticket at IMAX is a lot more expensive than a ticket on regular 2D viewing. It's another 62 plus percent. It's $16.55 a ticket for a 3D ticket. It's $12.62 for the 2D experience. Okay, okay. So am I saying invest in IMAX? I'm not. I haven't looked at IMAX in a while. I should. This is a story where Rob should have done some homework. The original Avatar was released in 2009. It only made $77 million in its debut in the United States. This one made $134 million. But we wanted $175 million. Internationally, though, it made $300 million. So its total haul for the weekend was $434 million. Not too shabby all of a sudden, right? What's really wildly interesting, and this is where the investment lesson goes into my head again and again and again. I talk about it, 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 talk about it. Is China accounted for about 57 million in ticket sales? China is the second biggest theatrical market in the world behind the United States. In 2009, when the original Avatar was released. If you added everything up, China's box office box office in 2009 was 910 million. Now it's worth eight billion dollars a year. Do you see why you want need to invest in China in some way, shape, or form? Now again, that's really difficult because you're like, isn't that the country where the leader, President Xi? is telling companies, don't become too successful because once you're too successful, we're going to redistribute your wealth to the average China person. Yeah, that's going on. Something like that's going on. But they're a big box office, so we have to pay attention to it. And it's like, why? What, that movie had a cameo of a Chinese person. You're like, why is that? Because that's what plays in China. In fact, there's two movies of every movie made now. Eh, not every movie. There's two versions of big blockbuster movies. Here's the Chinese version, which features a lot more Chinese uh, actors and actresses dropping in to say hello. And there's the U.S. version. I I wish I can get caught up in the premium format, which includes IMAX, Dolby Cinema, Motion Auditoriums, accounting for 62% of all tickets sold. I wish I can buy into that. I I like the China angle way more than like the premium format angle. Although the premium format angle is true. Back in 2009, IMAX studios were rare. They weren't common. Now they've proliferated into every market that we know. So congratulations, James Cameron. You have a success on your hands. I have not seen the movie, but something tells me the native alien species wins or repels. This isn't going to be an Empire Strikes Back where you're like, man, that was dark. The dark side, the force. The Imperials, I feel so defeated. Chewbacca, like, 
No, this, this. Anyway, okay, I move on. I must, I must, I must move on. Home builder sentiment dropped for the twelfth street month to the lowest level since two thousand twelve. Strangely, this is a good thing. Bad news is good news. That's what gets the Fed off our back. Regionally, sentiment was strongest in the Northeast and weakest in the West, where prices are highest. About 62% of home builders said that they're resorting to using incentives to bolster sales, including providing mortgage rate buy-downs, paying points for buyers, and offering price reductions. Is now the perfect time to buy a home? That's a really good question. I don't have an answer for you. I can tell you that I'm thinking about buying a home, not right now, but in the near future. And the near future for me is one, two, three years. It's not imminent. And it'll be a retirement home for me or it'll be investment property to provide me income in retirement, which could also sub as maybe I'll end up moving there when the renters are out. So I'm okay still buying real estate with the outspec, without look expectations of 10 years i'm not okay doing it for one year if i bought today would i feel that i got a weird rate probably would i feel that i got a weird price yes so i'm gonna wait for a little more shakeout to see what the market does 10 percent of the market five percent of the market what have you but i'm okay with it long term just like i'm okay with stocks long term do I wish we weren't down for the year? I kind of am okay with it. It takes away some of the pressure that it would be down in the future. It's resetting. It's normal when you're a distance runner. And I love looking at investing like a distance to run. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Thank you for listening to the show. Roughly one in three workers right now are worried about a layoff. Every now and then I say something out loud that doesn't shock me. But I go, wow, I didn't think I would say that out loud. Does that make any sense? Roughly one in three workers, 31%, say they're concerned their company is planning budget cuts or layoffs. 2023 is so obvious that I hate it. 2021, I didn't see coming. 70 all-time highs during a pandemic where, like, we hate Fauci. We love Fauci. We hate Fauci. We love Fauci. Get a shot. Don't get a shot. Get a shot. Don't get a shot. Will a shot grow an extra head on your head, body? Like, I'm really surprised 2021 had 70 all-time highs. I love that 2022, we learned what inflation was, and we're a little stressed out about it. We talked about it all year long. As 2022 comes to an end, we're talking about the word recession, the R word. It's not as bad as the N word. But no one in the world of money likes talking about the R word. I'm okay with it. Recessions wipe out excesses. And during the pandemic, we bought homes in vacation areas 
to an excess. We quit our jobs to an excess. We saw the price of chicken, steak, everything in the grocery store go higher to an excess. Do you remember the $7 gasoline? My kids, this is hilarious because I didn't see this coming. Talking about not seeing it coming. They're like, Dad, don't you love the gas now $4.50 again? I'm like, that's still pretty high to me. But yeah, it's better than $7 that we saw last year, two years ago. When was it? I don't even remember. So my kids noticed the price of gasoline. Keep in mind, most of their trips are an electric vehicle. So what are they really talking about? Shouldn't they be paying attention to our solar trends? I'm not getting a lot of sun during the winter this year because it's been overcast, which is great news for the state of California because it's been a colder than average month of December, which means whatever is up in the mountains frozen is still frozen. Long story. I don't know the environment. Well, I should shut up. But one in three workers right now are concerned that their company is planning budget cuts or layoffs. And I love this story because it's, again, it's, 2023 is going to be a recession, right? People are going to lose their jobs because the average person is paying more on their credit card and they're going, you know what? I was going to get $300 of gifts this Christmas. I was going to get $600 of gifts this year, but because everything's more expensive with inflation and with higher interest rates on servicing that debt, I'm going to cut back. My spouse is cutting back and I'm like, why are you cutting back? You don't have to. We're wealthy. We're okay. And she's just like, I, I, I just feel like I should cut back. I'm like, good. So job seeker and worker confidence has been on the decline for months, even though the job market is technically very good right now. There's millions more openings than there are workers to fill them. So we have a historically low layoff rate. But yet, one in three workers is worried that their company is going to do some budget cuts or lay off. The areas where workers are least stressed about getting laid off in the world of legal, administrative, in the military, in social services. The areas where people are most concerned are product management, quality assurance. 40% of workers in quality assurance are worried about layoffs. 39% of employees who work in marketing are concerned about budget cuts. 37% of workers in finance are concerned. So your career path does have an oversized position in your concerns right now on whether or not you're going to be able to negotiate your way to a raise or a job cut or a new job in 2023. The thing that I hate is it's so obvious We've seen tech stocks announce massive layoffs. We've seen other companies in other sectors start to announce layoffs, not to the size of tech companies, but the tech companies, the beautiful thing about it so far is that if you're laid off from Twitter or Salesforce or Facebook, AKA Meta, you can probably go to another tech company and say, hey, I just got laid off. You want my services? And they might say yes. So it's a funky real, it's a funky market on labor right now. Can't say that I love it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I am Rob Black. Um, of note, 
of interest. We're getting a lot of data out of retailers right now on how Christmas is going. And a lot of the data we're getting back, stubbornly high prices. But there's a lot of discounting going on this year. And discounting means we want your business to help us move product off our shelf. And instead of the margins we were going to make, instead of all the money we were going to make when we originally sold you this item, we've lowered our expectations. Discounting is corporations lowering their expectations and trying to move products that they don't have. You know, Johnny the Elf on sale in February for 90% off. They're trying to move him for 50% off now. Because Johnny the Elf looks pretty stupid on a retailer shelf in June and July. Costco said they've seen mixed sales trends in larger ticket items such as TVs. Specialty apparel retailer Express disappointed investors this month with its results and its outlook. So you're okay. So TVs are mixed. Specialty apparel is a negative tone. VF Corp, which makes some of our favorite brands like Timberland, North Face, Vans, and Dickies. They warned on results. So we're not stocking up on winter coats. Lululemon, their fourth quarter guidance a few weeks back came in short of expectations. It's a really tough retail environment to figure out right now. Big names like Target and Walmart, they've underperformed the S&P 500. They see a consumer-led recession consistent with an ongoing underweight on consumer discretionary stocks. So they're telling us exactly what, 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 what we're talking about in the headlines. People are fearing their jobs and they're cutting back to spending. Nike comes out with earnings on Tuesday of this week. I own shares of Nike. Why do I own shares of Nike? Has it been my best performer? Nope. I own shares of Nike to get a dividend, number one. Number two, I own it because it's been around since I was a little child. And a lot like when we saw Lionel Messi win the golden boot, the golden ball, the golden glove, whatever it was that he won that was golden and he kissed. We saw advertisers like Visa and Coca-Cola behind them. For me, you could add in, did I see Target or Walmart? Did I see Nike? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Those are brands when they're advertised. They're just saying, we stick with winners. I love that Tesla stock is popping down. Musk's Twitter step down poll. If that is not the craziest thing, his takeover of Twitter, as far as 2022 stories go, what are they? What are the top 10 craziest stories of 2022? Is it going to be Elizabeth Holmes? Is it going to be Binance and Bitcoin and FTX? Is it going to be Twitter and Elon Musk? I don't know. So we have a negative day today. December's not going to script. It is not with a Santa Claus ho, 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 ho rally. Yet, with that said, 2022 is not the greatest year. And I I think we're going to feel that for a while. Stocks are mixed today after back-to-back weekly losses. Holiday shopping is not looking great. I'm seeing Apple shares move lower 
to a point where I'm interested in buying, I own shares of Apple. Don't make a lot of financial blunders right now. The auditors of Binance and other crypto exchanges, you're seeing auditors say, we don't really want to do this and put our name on it. That's kind of an interesting story. Is it the top story of 2020? Nope. Right now, I would try to avoid touching your 401k. Don't look at it as a piggy bank. Look at it as it's having a bad year. Right now, I would think twice before buying a home. I would look at the mortgages that you have and and shift them in your head. What I'm doing is I'm like, wow, I've got three mortgages that are under 3%. I like that in a world of mortgages that are at 5 6%. So I'm not going to do anything with those homes for a while. I like the financing on them. I'm not going to pay them off in any way, shape, or form. Right now, as an investor heading into 2023, I would be asking, I would be telling myself, if I wanted to retire in 2022 or 2023, I may be thinking 2024, 2025. I don't want you to retire too early. A product that I want you to think twice about, especially if you live in California, is reverse mortgage. I'm not a big fan. They're very expensive. You basically get to sell your home and take some money out now. And when you die, you give it to the bank and they make up what they gave you. I'm not a big fan. The fees and commissions are too high. So those are my thoughts on moving into 2023. Right now, if you're at a point of near retirement, contact me at rob at robblackshow.com. I'll set you up with a financial planner you can trust. Rob at robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. So... In my 30s, I went on Fox Business, and I went on Bloomberg, and I went on CNBC a lot. And I did it typically around the holiday season when I knew that a lot of guests didn't want to leave their family. I'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll take that segment. I'll gladly talk to your, your host for 10, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. One of the best ones was I went on Fox Business, um, where they basically were running just business shows on weekends before they turned into 24-7-365 kind of CNBC competitor. And I laughed because I was asked a question about investing in Fox. And I said, Rupert Murdoch knows more about fashion models than he knows about business models. And I'm not really a big fan. And that turned, that was coined into a phrase and I, I love that. You know more about fashion models and business models. That's pretty funny. Now I look at Fox and I look at Netflix and I look at everything I can as a business model. Does it make any sense to me? I'm not fun to be married to because I'm like Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel on Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix. Why did Netflix do that? Did they... I remember during the panic watching Knives Out and going, this is a great whodunit murder mystery. And I'm looking forward to Knives Out sequel, Glass Onion, coming to Netflix 
the day before Christmas or something like that. And I'm like going, yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I like having a Netflix subscription. Because on occasion, they can surprise you with a zombie movie. And on occasion, they can surprise you with a TV show. I'm proud that my son watched Wednesday, an Adam's Family sequel or inspired by i'm proud that he watched all the episodes he didn't tell me about it and he he's like he, he could talk pop culture with me netflix did a good job i like watching stranger things with my kid and getting souped up on vecna and like gotta kill vecna next year because it's, it's like coming to a head guys so netflix has got a business model that I'm trying to show my kids. Like, why did they bring glass onion? Why did they not put it in a movie theater? Cause I would have paid for having a date with your spouse is lovely. When you have children, you're like, Oh, let's go out and just see something and like not have the kids. And no, you're not allowed to talk about it. I would have paid big money to go to a movie theater. And yet I have to wait for it to come to Netflix. And movie executives around the world are saying Netflix left millions of dollars on the table by not releasing the movie in theaters first. Well, they did release in a movie theater, but not only for a week. So they left a lot of money on the table. Reed Hastings, who I've had a run in with, that's hilarious. He hung up on an interview with me when I was just an idiot. I said, you know, can you release porn films and call it skin flicks so that we that adult men don't have to get stuff on the internet and like i didn't think it through i was younger i was stupid and he hung up on me just cold cold-blooded interview over and i thought i was like actually asking a vertical question like what does the future hold if you're going to do dvd rentals I didn't know this was pre stranger things. This was pre glass onion. This was pre direction. So now I look at Ted Sarandos and Reed Hastings and I go, okay, they're just not interested in movie theaters. They they just don't want to do it because they could have with glass onion and their investment in the two sequels to knives out could have been more than paid for by theatrical releases. They left money on the table. I love that business model. They have said again and again, they're not interested in movie theaters. They care about driving subscriptions, to their streaming service and satisfying their customers. I will watch glass onion the night it comes out with my sugar booger. I will send the kids upstairs, go play video games, go get on the screen, go get viruses on the computer, go chat people who are older than you that might be stranger danger. For the record, my old producer in television had the best stranger danger story about his son who freaked out on a family member in a park and had the family member basically arrested by a SWAT team because he didn't recognize the person and started screaming stranger danger. Um, I miss Jim. Jim's the guy who put me on TV and on net, not, not on network TV, but on local TV. And it's changed my life for the better. And he's been forced into retirement, but he also retired. But he was also the age, but he was kind of forced, but he kind of, anyway, he, he told great stories, um, including once where Jan Wall got chased down the hall by a documentarian, Ken at Cron, because Jan was trying to like push herself into a documentary. 
and Crown made amazing documentaries in the 90s and early 2000s. Anyway, um, I like it when people scream at each other. From a distance, it's fun to watch. So why isn't Glass Onion still in movie theaters? And it's something that they tried with Regal and AMC Entertainment. You're going to see more like a couple years ago, The Walking Dead, Rick. Rick, the guy who plays Rick, the guy who plays Rick left the show. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in three movies. And AMC is probably never going to make any of those three movies. But could I see a Stranger Things movie? Yes. Could I see a Stranger Things prequel? Yes. Do I see Stranger Things, the show going to movie theaters itself? No. I think there's going to be a lot of experimentation going on. A lot of people have said that money was left on the table. And they're easy to criticize, but I know that I'm going to be watching Netflix on December 24th whenever the Glass Onion sequel comes out because I, I I want two hours with my spouse. There's something to be said that they're leaving money on the table in a good way. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Thank you for listening. I am a big fan of getting you to retirement. Let's do this. You can find me at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.